Welcome to today's Conduit podcast. As a reminder, Conduit is a tribe of small business owners and leaders who desire to get better by learning and growing together. My name is Jerry Bierman, owner-operator of Learning Glass. Today we have my friend Don Kennedy, owner-operator of ProMaster Home Repair. Don's with us for the second of four installments um, on the podcast today. Welcome, Don. Great to be back, Jerry. Thank you. Yeah, love having you. And uh, the topic for today is uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna just tell tell everybody what the topic is and let you go because this is a good one. Throw Commun- it out there. Let's dive in and go. You got it. Communicating with prospective employees in a digital age. That's right, Jerry. One of the observations that I have made, having to read thousands of resumes, and I'm I vet probably twenty to thirty candidates a week you know, for our company, yep. is that there's this massive problem now in the digital age. Mm. And that is there are barriers to authentic human communication. Mm. So what do I mean by that? So it's odd, right? In the, in the last 20 years, we've te- technologically, we've developed the, all these new channels for people to connect with one another. And in particular, in the last 10 years or so, with the ad- advent of two more technologies that we use a lot, social media, and text message SMS, I believe we are less connected now than ever before. And you're like, what are you talking about, Don? Here's, here's my observation. And for those of you that are hiring managers or small business owners where you have to hire a lot of people, yeah. ask yourself this question. Are people easier to get a hold of today or are they harder to get a hold of today than they were, say, five years ago? I would argue it is harder today to have authentic human communication. I don't mean a quick email or text message. I mean authentic human connection is more difficult today than it was even five years ago. That's great. Give me a, give me a quick little 10 second. What is authentic? What, what does that mean to you? It's what you and I are having right now, right? What do you call that in communities? Is that asynchronous community? I don't know. But when you and I are talking to each other real time, yeah. even maybe face to face or on a phone where you know, everything from you know, our body language and our spirit and our thoughts are interacting. And we're, we're getting to know one another better as persons, right? Because when you're, I mean, think about this. You know, most of us are not hiring for a major corporation where we're just contracting massive blocks of labor and we could care less, right, of, of what next union guy or what contract worker they send us. They're literally just a number. That's not our case for most of us. Most of us are primarily concerned with the person that's coming into our organization. Sure, they have to have some minimum qualifications. Sure, we have some desired skill sets from them. But isn't that what most of us are looking at? We're looking at what kind of work ethic do they have? Is this a man or woman of integrity? Yeah. How are they going to fit in our culture? Are they going to be fun to work with? Are they going to be a pain in the neck? Right, right. All of these attributes, that requires you as a hiring manager or a small business owner to connect with them in a real authentic way. You're never going to know that. And there are more barriers to that now than there's ever been. I just made a note. It's the elimination of BS. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So social media lets us pose like crazy, right? Let's you lets you put on the false self and push it out to everyone in the in the era of robo dialing and robo calls. 
most of us now never pick up a phone call. So uh, no doubt. Here's, let's, let's look at this just for a second from the employee standpoint or the prospective applicant standpoint. One of the things that you will hear more and more from them if you, if you do get to connect with them and listen to them is they are insanely frustrated by most of the processes by which they have to apply for a position. And what they'll tell you over, over and over again is, look, I've submitted my resume, I've filled out these questionnaires, I've taken these diagnostics and tests, I've established my profile on this portal, and I never hear anything back. What are they, what are they yearning for? They're yearning to, to connect with someone in that organization. They feel like this is really impersonal. They get really discouraged and frustrating. Okay. Now, on the flip side, now employers, when we do want to reach out to somebody, we're, we're stymied by email spam filters. Uh, we can't always reach out and text message them. We don't always know if that, you know, we've got the right number for that. And sure as heck, if we try to pick up a phone and call them, unless we're in their contact list, which we're light, likely not going to be, unless they recognize our phone number, which they're not because nobody's talking on landlines anymore and caller ID doesn't work, you know, cross-carrier, all they're going to see is a local number that they're going to think is the latest telemarketer or robo-dialer, so they do what? They don't answer it. I mean, how many times now, Jerry, do you let a call go where you don't recognize the number? 100% of the time. Right. So you push it to your voicemail. And so half the time when I get a voicemail, it's full or it's not set up usually on purpose because people are sick and tired of deleting all of the robotic or telemarketer voicemails on their, on their cell phones now. So despite the fact this is, this is just one example, despite yeah. the fact that we have now all these channels for communication, they're clogged. And we're overloaded with it. And so we're putting up more and more barriers. So how do you break through to that? That's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah. What, do you, what are you doing? What are you testing that, that seems to be getting some traction in that area? Great question. So here's, before we get to that, here's a rule I want everyone to consider doing for their own business. I want you to ask yourself the question, am I using all available channels of communication to me to communicate with a prospective employee. And I want you to think about that in light of what if they came on with me as an employee and think about the ones that you have within your own team. Yeah. So for example, I think about one of my craftsmen named Fred. Fred hates text messaging. He hates email. But if I pick up a phone and I call him, he yeah. loves to talk on the phone to me. Then I think of Noah. Noah doesn't like to talk on the phone, but if I send Noah a text message, he'll get right back to me. So true. Then I've got another guy, Greg. He hates all of the above, but he loves to talk to you in person. So if you need to have a real conversation and exchange information, you wait till you catch Greg coming through the shop or at a meeting. You see, they're yeah. all different, and they all have a preferred channel of communication, a methodology or medium, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, your prospective employee is going to be no different. So challenge yourself in your hiring system to see what are all the channels of communication I can use that do get around these barriers. So two good ones that I use are Facebook Messenger and text messaging SMS. And I always pair them. In other words, for every stage of communication, always use at least two. So 
So if I get an application in and I have a, you know, a quick message to reach out, say, Jerry, you apply to my company, and now I'm making my initial reach out to you, well, I'm going to hit you with every channel I got. So if you've given me a phone number and I think it's a mobile, I'm shooting you a test message. And certainly I'm going to email you back. If you apply via a portal like you know, Indeed, I'm going to send you a message back through that portal if that's how you applied. Right? If you Facebook Messenger, I'll hit you that way too. And then I'm going to see what channel you use. And then I'm going to stay on that until you, until you direct me to something else. In other words, I'm going to adapt to the channel you're using. That's great. So you, your perspective, uh, reaching out to a, a prospective employee, is you're going you're gonna to be a chameleon to their way of communicating. Um, and I'm curious, and we, this could be a whole other podcast, mm-hmm. once they come into your culture, do you continue to honor that? So it sounds like you do. I do, because I think that's what part of being a good leader is. You, you make them adapt to all sorts of things about you. And your system. So to me, it's, it's a reasonable compromise to make. Now, let's get into some of the systemology here to how to make this efficient. Yeah. So I recommend that everyone, if, if you've got a lot of candidates to filter, and you're the, you only have a few people to do it, like it's only me and a couple other guys in the company that, that, that run the hiring process, and the majority of it falls on my shoulders. So you've got to make it efficient. And one of the the acronyms out there that describe these systems is ATS, Applicant Tracking System. I use one called Workable, W-O-R-K-A-B-L-E, Workable. Check it out. I don't know if it's the best. doesn't matter. But find a system that works for you where you can set up your pipeline and you can automate all these types and channels of communication. See, that's a good area for, for automation. Yes. and technology, right? Because you can quickly generate those text messages or those emails or push that diagnostic to them or that survey or that application request, right? Without mm-hmm. having to reinvent the wheel. So you can vet a lot of candidates quickly and stay focused on how can I get to as quickly as possible with this person, if they allow it, authentic interaction so we can assess one another for fit. That's great. And, and you see, so within these systems, the better ones allow you to make it real easy. So let me give you an example. So if I want to send, so if Jerry applies to my company and, and Workable senses that you entered an SMS-capable number, it gives me an icon right there to just hit a button and shoot a text to you. That makes it a lot easier for me. There's then a phone icon for me just when, I'm, when you now reach the phone screen stage and I'm driving home and you know, I'm paired to my Bluetooth and I've got a list of guys I got to call, I just hit one after another after another. I don't have to know the phone number. I don't have to dial it where I can call one and hopefully catch one of you guys, one of these applicants, you know, while he's driving around or where he's not busy and I can talk to him. So efficient. So again, okay. again, yeah. you got to be efficient. And for me, it's efficiency towards what? It's efficiency towards, again, attempting to connect with them and see who they are as men Ooh. or people. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's good. Oh, gosh, that's so good. It's vetting them. It's so important. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, keep going. And, that's see, really good. and see why this is so important is that So we talked last time, we talked about culture being the differentiator. Well, Mm -hmm. part of our culture is, man, we value people. We we care for one another. This is our work family. Well, 
What's one way that we're going to demonstrate that to a prospective employee is, yeah, we got a, we got a system they have to follow in the hiring process. Yeah, they got to fill out tons of information. Okay, they got to do, they got to jump through those hoops. There's no way I can get around that because I've got to properly vet them. But I want them to know early on when they encounter our company, somebody important, either myself being the owner of the business or one of its top people is going to reach out to them, right, and make instant communication to let them know, hey, thank you for, you know, applying to us and we care about you. We want to connect with you. And we're, we're attempting to do that right off the bat. I think you know, so many times. That's Go so ahead. good, Don. No, gosh, you just hit me with something. You know, sometimes in small business, we get so busy being busy or so, you know, we're, we're getting stuff done that we forget some obvious things. And what you just said that really hit me right between the eyes is that one of the things that many of our businesses, uh, one of the things that we, we, we strive for is customer service, is that, you know, quick response. That's right. Quick response right. time, you know, when, when the contract, whoever your customer is calls you and your, you know, quick response time, clarity of communication. And what I'm hearing you say is you do the exact same thing when uh, you're, yeah. you're vetting an employee. Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't delegate it. See, okay, you made a great parallel, right? Great customer. What do, one of the main customer service mistakes that happens all the time in enterprises is that you put a very low paid, disengaged person on the phone or the initial response to a customer, right? I think that's a terrible mistake because yeah. that's their first impression of your company and you know that person may not care. Well, the same thing in the hiring process. People outsource it to other people that are not part of the organization or don't really care or that are just smiling and dialing, trying to gather some information. I get that from an efficiency standpoint, but again, you're now just putting up a barrier to authentic human connection. Well, and, and you're a family, a smaller family run business, you have intimacy in small business, which what I'm hearing you also say is use that to your advantage. If you go to yeah. Kroger, you go to Kroger PNG, the CEO is not going to call you and vet you. Right. But, right. but the people that we're vetting don't want to work at the mega corporations. That's right. That's right. Vetting. That's good. Good. Keep going. That's, good See, stuff. that's exactly what they're seeking. So, I know we're just about out of time. We got a couple. We only got a couple of minutes left here, but the the key here is an ex, it's an extension of what we've been we were talking about last session about your culture. Mm -hmm. Is that you have to find a way to get that message to them. The marketplace is so crowded right now with the with the skilled labor market. For sure. And yes. superstars are being if they're out looking for work, they're getting inundated from offers and contact from everyone. Yeah. So how are you going to differentiate yourself? Well, we talked last time about the culture of your company, yeah. but the next step that you can change tomorrow is the manner of communication that you interact with people. Now, is this difficult? Does it require a lot more effort? Yeah, but the great part is your competitors aren't gonna go through this much trouble. That's they right. just aren't. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, that's good, I love it. I really love it. You know, it's interesting, and you're talking about systems and technology. Um, what do you think, one of the things I was gonna say about you real quick is that you, you are somebody that's like, almost like a scout in the industry, that you're, you're going, for most of us, most of myself, myself included, and our friends that own small businesses, you're way out in the horizon looking around, you're looking at technology and systems right, and processes, right. and you're testing them. 
So you're a tremendous resource for that. Um, if you, you consider some of the leaders and owners that you've been around, um, where of, of all these things that you're covering very quickly, what's a, give me a, give me an action step, a very simple first step for some of us. All right. I think the first step that I talked about earlier that is probably the lowest piece of hanging fruit. If you're attempting to find good talent is stop doing stuff that's killing you. So what I mean by that is if let's say you're throwing a lot of, okay, I'll get, I'll just going to, I'll get to share with you one of my biggest mistakes, hiring mistakes in the last couple of years. And I've wasted probably, I don't know, I've lost maybe 25 to $50,000 on yeah. spending bad money on recruiting the wrong way on these certain job sites. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to punch indeed in the face. For example, they're the biggest, they're the biggest one out there right now. Yeah. One of the things that I don't care much for is the amount of automation that goes on in that job board. Now they're the biggest one out there. I can't tell you how many people, when I do get them on the phone or I do connect with them, they're like, who are you? Well, I'm like, I'm Don with ProMaster Home Repair. Like, man, I, I'm sorry. I've never heard of you. I really apologize. It must have been the robot that applied to your company. So from an applicant standpoint, right, with all of this automation out there, they can literally like mud against the wall, throw their resume out there to almost an infinite number of employers. And so when you do contact them, they have absolutely no idea who you are. And again, that's not the kind of authentic human connection you want, right? You talk about all the time, Jerry, finish this sentence. You're looking for people that are what? Looking for you. So if that person hasn't reached out and go, oh man, this, this company, Alluring Glass, oh, this, the owner of this, Jerry, he seems like a neat guy. I'll apply to that company. Man, I'd like to work there, right? Because their culture and the kind of people they are, the kind of people I, right? That's what you're looking for. You don't yeah. want people that have just been auto-matched to you. You don't want that. That's sure. a massive waste of your time. Yeah. So stop doing that. Stop spending lots and lots of money to get garbage applicants from ZipRecruiter or CareerBuilder or Monster or Indeed, right? Stop throwing tons of money against those, just wasting a bunch of your time with people that are not interested in you. That's good. Well, I, I made a note here and um, I've talked about it. I don't know if I've talked about it with you, but we've done over the years, I've been very guilty of just uh, pulse hiring. Pulse hiring is yeah. anybody, yeah. <laughs> anybody yep. Anybody that has a pulse, like you're a perfect fit. And, so, and I'm, I'm, I'm laughing, but that's truly, you know, yeah. in, depending yeah. on the level of overwhelm you're in, some of us are just like, just hanging on to the guys we got. And, and when we need somebody, it's just like, do you have somebody that, that has a pulse? And so, and then as I'm listening to you, I'm like, gosh, you, 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 it appears you have this the systematic machine, but I know talking to you offline, it's still a blood sport. We're still short. It's, yes. Yeah, we're still dying for people. I mean, you know, I just suck at it maybe a little bit, you know, less than the guy next to me, but yeah. I still suck at it too. We're all struggling yeah. to, to hire. We're all, we're all in this boat. Amen. And that's the beauty of um, going back to the tribe of other owners and you guys have been incredibly generous. I know we're out of time for today, but you guys have been incredibly generous. And, you know, for, for small business owners that we talk to as we say, Hey, you know, if you can, if you can listen to the podcast and you can benefit from it, great. If you want to come to some of the round tables or some of the workshops that we're doing, 
that's great. But I also realized that there's seasons of your life where you just can't get after anything new. And so I think this, and one of the great things about these podcasts is we can store this for anybody that, that wants to go, they're like, okay, I need to get better at um, communicating with prospective employees, right? And I got to figure out how to use the, the technologies that a podcast like this might give them just a little bit uh, more encouragement as well as some tools, some systems um, that they can get at it. So I thank you again this morning for your generosity. It's been another great conversation as it always is, Don. Thank you for your time. And I'm looking forward to next week as well. You got it, Jerry. Have a great day.